A reading from the Gospel of Matthew, in the 21st chapter, verses 1 through 11. Listen for the word of the Lord. When they had come near to Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them, bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna, son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. (coughs) Let us pray. God, we cannot contain our hosannas. We must cry out. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Equip us now in the reading and preaching of your word to remain steadfast in our shouts of praise and acts of faith. Amen. You know, the parade that marks the beginning of Palm Sunday, that has to be my favorite church parade. Waving palms, soaring music, smiles spread across faces. It's joyous. Starting church with a parade sets a pretty high bar for the rest of the service. When you start with a parade, you better be going somewhere. But today, today I'm, I'm not sure where we're going. Really, we, we aren't going anywhere. We are ordered to stay at home, to stay apart. For the fourth Sunday in a, a row, I am alone in the sanctuary. And you are in your homes. Things are not as they should be. Ordinarily today in worship, in our Western Protestant way, we would be nodding to the first Palm Sunday with its very large crowd 
where people spread their cloaks on the road and others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road. And Jesus rode a donkey over them through the gates of Jerusalem. Triumphant. There was shouting. Crowds in front of Jesus, crowds behind him, cheering, yelling, shouting, Hosanna, save us, son of David. Jesus, 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 save us, save us, save us. But then, of course, the parade that that marked the triumphant entry into Jerusalem, it also marks the beginning of our Holy Week, wherein we celebrate a series of lasts, a last teaching, a last supper, a last embrace, a last word, a last breath. The crowd that chanted, save us, in a matter of a few days became dissatisfied, drawing first deathly quiet, and then in no time, riotous with rage, shouting all the more, let him be crucified. This Palm Sunday is weird. There's no doubt about that. But then, so was the first. You know, perhaps this year we'll be able to see through our well-trod Palm Sunday, Holy Week customs, our friendly springtime rituals, which mark actually a looming death of our Savior. Perhaps this year we can see this day's celebration for what it really, truly represents, a deeply unsettling reaction of humanity to Jesus's mission. I mean, what is Palm Sunday truly all about but the beginning of God's triumph on our behalf, met by humanity's profound misunderstanding and gruesome act of murder? Perhaps this year we can understand just a little bit better how truly unsatisfying Jesus ultimately was for every single person who followed him. For in a way, our worship today is unsatisfying. How could it be otherwise when thousands of people are dying agonizing deaths? Alone? And the empires of the world are utterly incapable of helping because they have shown themselves to be corrupt and void of leadership. The crowd turned to Jesus that first Palm Sunday shouting, Hosanna, son of David, which means save us, king. They were begging him for help as he was their new hope boldly riding into town in the fashion of a long-awaited, just-in-the-nick-of-time salvation.
See, that crowd had also been failed by an empire more interested in the accumulation of wealth and the, pro- and, 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 and the protection of power. The people who shouted, save us, Jesus, throwing their coats, were longing for a vaccine that would protect them from the empire, that would set them free to take up a life where they could move about without fear, with freedom. Perhaps this unsatisfying Palm Sunday, we are better able to see the vast hope that was placed in Jesus to save us now. We who are coming to terms with our own helplessness. When the most heroic thing that we can do is stay in our homes. When the best advice we are given by the worldly powers that fail to protect us is to stay away from each other and to wash our hands. Fitting that on the day that Jesus was condemned to death, Pontius Pilate took some water and washed his own hands, saying to the crowd, I am innocent of this man's blood. This is on you. Sometimes it feels like our own leaders are doing the same thing, passing the buck. This is not my fault. This is on you. When you've seen what a lack of leadership looks like, when you felt the whip and the sting of oppressive rule, then you know the thrill of hope when you find a leader who you think might be able to help. You march for that leader. You canvas for that leader. You take the coat off of your back and you pave the way for that leader. And when that leader, when that leader, well, falls victim, to the very same diseases. It's heartbreaking. Jesus rode into town. He turned over some tables. And then, after a week of teaching about town, he was promptly arrested after being betrayed by one of his own. From the view of the crowd, what a letdown. As will be said about Jesus while he died before their eyes, he can't even save himself. I lost my best coat just to see another citizen of Rome nailed to a tree, and I still got to pay my taxes. Perhaps today we are nodding towards the first Palm Sunday more accurately than when we had fresh palm fronds from the local florist and an order from of flowers on the way. Many churches would ordinarily be looking forward to the brass band, some socializing after church, and an Easter dinner, maybe, maybe an egg hunt. But this year, if we find some toilet paper in the grocery store, that will be worth striking up the band. The brass quartets have been indefinitely postponed. The flower stores deemed non-essential, closed. Closed like our church doors, closed like a tomb. This year we are looking forward with uncertainty, perhaps fear, 
or anxiety. And in some really good moments, we have perspective, some appreciation for what we do have right now in a world where there are cities running out of body bags. The hope of Easter has never looked so good. And the uncertainty of what truly lies ahead never felt so truly unknown. And so from this point, we are more at home in that crowd around Jesus than ever before. What do we say about him, really? What do we think he's come to do, really? Defeat the empire, banish all diseases. You know, every person in that crowd had something they wanted him to save them from. And what is that for you? And when Jesus was arrested, every person in that crowd was consumed by a deadly disappointment. And what about us? Can he save you, this Jesus? Well, the seemingly obvious answer by what remained of a crowd that once shouted, save us, and then crucify him. It would be clear enough as Jesus' lifeless body was taken from the cross. For we who loved him while he healed the sick and preached, blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, who told us your sins are forgiven, who asked us to follow him, and so we did. How is it that we follow now through the dark and the disappointing days ahead? How is it that we follow when he doesn't do what we want, what we thought he would do? How is it that we follow our Savior when a virus spreads and hunger grows and our Savior is lifted on a cross and then lowered into a grave? How is it that we follow through the disappointment and the disenchantment? But follow we must and hope that there is more going on here than meets the eye. And maybe we can see that now, now that we are scattered and alone and uncertain where this will all go. Maybe we can see that it is for such a time as this that we follow a Savior who knows how quickly life can turn how suddenly we can lose our hope, how quickly violence comes into the scene. A Savior who knew all along that this is how we are and how this day would go, and who carried on towards the pit of despair because that is where we sometimes dwell.
And he goes there in order to lead us out in time, in his time, and in glory. That is what Palm Sunday is really about. An unlikely turn of events while traveling down a path of seemingly misplaced hope and disappointment. Jesus will give us what we need. Even if right now, even if in this moment today we find it deeply unsatisfying, enragingly disappointing, in time, we will know what he is doing right now, what he is offering us right now is more than we could have ever thought to even ask for. So in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, may it be so.